0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
1: So a lot of the receivers are talking about you got a lot more zip on the ball uh, from last year. What are you doing different to increase that velocity? just i got a great trainer that has been helping me with that and a lot of it is just practicing throwing the ball hard um but if it shows up right now it doesn't matter it's going to show up in the game so i'm looking forward to that
0: besides um
1: your velocity what other uh, aspects of your game are you trying to improve upon this off season
0: knowing all the answers that i can get to if we get stuck in a bad play against a bad defense knowing the good play against that defense that i can get to quickly within um the shot clock so you know that's just comes with reps and time joe burrow getting ready for season number two and hey look it was a it was a, a very depressing and unfortunate end of the season for Joe Burrow with the knee injury. He's been busting his butt to get back and ready to go. and Chris, even with that injury, you've got him in the top half of your top 40 quarterback countdown. Yeah coming in at number 17, Joe Burrow, a lot of a lot of projection there. yeah as it relates to health. But we know the talent's undeniable based on what we saw last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a natural at the position. That That's the big thing to me, yeah. I mean, you know, really everything you want out of a franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow has in every aspect except for maybe the thing he just talked about. And let's just start there because he brought it up. I mean, yeah, that's his. that to me is the big question mark. You heard me say that a little bit last year. If you remember, I, I hope you do. You know, that yeah power throws, explosive throws that was the only negative about him coming out in the draft. Yeah, you want to throw the ball harder you got to practice throwing the ball harder. you're gonna have to readjust your mechanics a little bit. Now what theres the reason I love the kid I mean he's very self-aware to make that adjustment He said it dur- I saw him trying to adjust to it last year during the year. but now this is what the third time in about three weeks we've heard about explosive, you know, velocity, that type of talk come out of Cincinnati because he knows that's where his game's got to go. That's his biggest question mark. Everything else, I mean, reading defenses, amazing. For a rookie, the fact that they just put it all on his plate from the get-go, hey, hey, we're going to get in five wides, put you in the shotgun. Yeah, it's your first play in the NFL. We had no preseason. It's all on you. Dissect it. Throw them. Surgic, surgical, boom, boom, boom. I mean, he's amazing that way, and then – he is some slippery SOB. That's the other thing, too. And you know, Mike, I'm, I'm big into that. Yeah, he might be hurt a little here to start the year. He might lose this element. But, man, how many times did you and I last year look at him and go, how did he get out of that? Holy cow. And, I mean, this is amazing right here.
0: Well, 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 a lot, but a lot of times he didn't get out of it.
1: That was the problem. He well, got banged around and thrown around, and he didn't care definitely they didn't protect but like look at this play like actually re rewind it can we restart it is that possible because like i I, this is unbelievable yeah go ahead let's just show it live and rewind it awesome i mean look at this he throws that ball a second before the guy turns around as he's moving in the pocket i mean he's just got great feel to go wait i'm gonna throw the ball at this trajectory at this speed and i guys not turned around but I'm going to put it right in the spot and the right pace. That look, he turns around and the ball's two feet from him, and it's placed perfectly on his shoulder. Now, movement, we know he can do that. Throws the ball on the run, and he ain't afraid to throw the ball into some tight windows. You know, that's the thing I love. And even though he doesn't have the strongest arm, he's got incredible confidence in his accuracy and his ability to hit the bullseye. And then it's always this stuff. I mean – the unbelievable ability to avoid and keep the eyes down the field and like we've talked about a few times with other quarterbacks right mike he can do it this is modern day quarterback drop back look downfield reassess the pressure look downfield reassess the pressure here he goes again look at this throw this is insanity in the membranity are you kidding me not covered i mean covered not open running to his right notices the defender's back's turn so he could throw a ball over him and it'd be pretty safe, and he puts it on the money. I mean, that that's to me where it's just like I look at the kid sometimes and go, he's the natural. He's dancing around the top ten for sure if he doesn't get hurt with his knee from last year. But because of the knee and all that, yeah, I knocked him down, I think, significantly just because I don't know where he'll be at to start the year. The one thing that impresses
0: me when we watch those one after another – the level of physical exertion that he is showing to right. to get himself into a position where he can make the throw and you're moving and you're moving and you're straining. And then when it's time to throw the ball, he puts exactly yeah. the right amount of touch on it. Right. Because I mean, usually, I mean, think about it. If you're straining to do something and you're going to throw it, you're going to whip it as hard as you can. Cause everything at that point is 100% plus to be moving like he was laterally and to take off some of that to drop it right into where it needed to be that that's beautiful beautiful when you see it one after another
1: right he just got a great feel of, like you're talking about like exerting himself tense oh it's time to throw the football let me be relaxed and throw it right and I'm not going to let the tension get to me like or, that right like, like that. that it's amazing he does it. He does it as he moves in the pocket, too. He'll be just dancing around. You're like, man, he's making people miss. And somehow, oh, now all of a sudden he becomes Gumby and he can re- throw, throw the ball down the middle of the field nice and relaxed. Uh, he's got leadership. We know that. I've heard from people in Cincinnati. They say it. He's the leader of the team by like the third week of the season last year. You know, So he does everything. He's changed the aura of the organization. I give value to that. You've heard me say that. So he brings something. He's got presence on the field. He's got a presence off the field. He's changed our thought of that organization and really does everything at a high level. And as we talk about with a lot of these guys, when he is healthy, what makes him special is when nothing's there, he has the ability to do what we just saw. Hey, you didn't protect me. Hey, nobody's open. Don't worry. I'll still get us a 15-yard completion. That's special. So he's taking advantage of all that's there to be had and then some, except in that one little area we talked about at the start. He's got to get better at being a better 20-plus yard thrower of the football to take advantage of Jamar Chase and some of these guys. That's the only thing I look at at his game that I just go, he gets better there, he's going to be, you know, big, big-time superstar, top-five quarterback for a long, long time.
0: And you said that that he has changed the perception of the Bengals. The Bengals are going to need to change in multiple ways to ultimately keep him happy long-term. And I don't want to – look, I – hey, Bengals fans get upset because before the draft last year, I had suggested maybe Joe Burrow was thinking about making a power play. Oh, wait, you know what? He was, folks. You, You don't have to believe me. I don't care. But the truth is, he was thinking about making a power play and as one person explained it to me if he was from athens georgia not athens ohio he would have made a power play yeah the fact that he grew up close to cincinnati worked to the advantage of the bengals to get him to not make a power play it doesn't mean he won't make a power play and i mentioned that draft earlier who is the next right the next wave of Mm. quarterbacks to exert their influence If the Bengals don't get Joe Burrow, the help that he believes he needs, he's not going to take it passively like Derek Carr has. He's going to exert himself. And maybe that's what the Bengals need. Maybe they need someone from within to to grab management by the collar and say, you need to do this. You can't just dog paddle your way through life in the NFL. Yeah, you're going to make money. You, You have to try to not make money in the NFL. But you're never going to get close to a championship if you don't embrace reality and truly compete with the other teams out there. And hopefully they accepted when they made Joe Burrow the first overall pick in the draft that he he's going to be that way because I think he is. You know, Carson Palmer was not that way. He right. just dealt with it until he couldn't deal with it anymore. I think Burrow is going to be actively involved in trying to get this team to where it, it needs to be. And that's
1: good news for Bengals fans if ownership will go along with it yeah that's right well he he. yeah he doesn't seem like the he, like he's not going to sit quietly he doesn't seem that I don't think he's like going to make a ruckus but you're right I, I don't think this is a guy that's scared to like make He'll a quietly play. make a ruckus. exactly he's right. not going to do it publicly that, he'll do it behind the scenes that's that's the way to say it exactly right yeah I think he'll let it be known so he yeah I think that that will be on the horizon for the Bengals to know that pressure's there and listen I think he's like He's good enough and what we saw at LSU in that year and last year to where I think everybody just knows how talented he is and everything like that to where that perception along with it I think is gonna get pressure on the Bengals to go like, wait, you, you got a special guy here. Like you, you just gotta give him pieces and this could work. And everybody knows that. So that's where the Bengals I think even though they might not be in their, you know, nature to do some of that. They might have to push the chips a little bit more into the middle of the table than usual because, yeah, everybody's watching what you're doing with a quarterback that we all know and feel is pretty damn good and could be real good in this league for a long time.
0: You know, you look at what they did this offseason to improve the offensive line. They went with his former teammate, Jamar Chase, with the fifth overall pick instead of Panay Sewell, who was right there yeah. if they wanted him, left yep. tackle. Um I I I would not be surprised to know that burrow not completely thrilled with the overall effort i mean they signed riley reef no disrespect intended but that isn't a huge upgrade to your offensive line and i know they used some later draft picks second rounder on an offensive line but i mean they could have had sewell uh, when, when he when he gave a pre-draft assessment of Jamar Chase and, you know, it's, he didn't stand on the table like Kyler Murray did last year trying to get C.D. Lamb. I, I think that, that Burrow understands he needs to have protection so he doesn't take those hits. Because, you know, even though we showed clips of him avoiding the hit, he took the hit. He was fearless and he's still going to be fearless even post ACL, I believe. There's only one way this guy knows how to play. And it's going to potentially get him injured again if he doesn't have better blocking. And I think that is an imperative for the Bengals. It was this year. And I'm not sure they did enough. Do you think they did enough? I mean, there's only so much you can do in one offseason. Yeah. But I, I just I, I wonder whether they did enough to make it significantly better for him in 2021.
1: Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I do think so to to a degree. Yes. I mean, that was a tough decision there. I picked number five. Yeah, Penny Sewell, you know, some people thought he was really, really special. Others thought maybe he was the second or third best tackle in the draft. So it depends. Maybe the Bengals thought he was kind of more that. The guy they drafted in the second round has superstar talent. I do think they've done enough. Yeah, I do. I mean, and when I look at it, yeah, Riley Reef, I know you're not going to write letters home to mom and be like, oh my gosh, mom, we changed our team around. Riley, Riley Reef's here, but still a serviceable starting offense alignment. Got guys like Quentin Spain and got some other guys that have been heard or unproven a little bit that are coming up the ranks that are just going to have to start showing up and playing ball and being better that way. you know. But, like, you look at that graphic, right? And I, if we can bring up that pressure st- uh, statistic thing again too. You, know, you see here, like, under pressure is not that bad with percentage under pressure. But where I would say it's misleading is the fact that they had to play a style of football – that was in the shotgun spread offense and he had to get the ball out of his hands quickly because they knew they couldn't block up some of the down the field throws and some of the things that needed to be done to protect the quarterback for a long time so that's where you know that could be a little bit misleading and it certainly has to get better but they 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 obviously know that's a huge point and you got Joe Mixon like we need to be better up front, and like that Steelers mentality. To he's too good to not be able to run the football that way. So I guess sorry to blabber here, but I no, think no, they've no, done no, enough. no, no, no.
0: But you're making a good point. Yeah. D- despite the and despite the statistics as to the amount of time he was under pressure, the guy showed a level of fearlessness that bordered on recklessness. Yes, that right. That made us all nervous, and yeah. that the the irony of the hit that ultimately ended his season, he was. Just throwing the ball. Yeah, felt quick like he was throwing around really. trying to do right. anything crazy. Right. He was trying to get rid of the football and they yeah. caved in his left knee as he was delivering the ball. But he 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 played with a rough and tumble style. He'd run the ball, he would embrace contact. All the things we say don't do, he would do. And it's thrilling to watch until the guy can't get up. Uh, and uh, that that's thats the concern, and that's part of what he needs to. Now, again, I, I think as you develop and mature, you start to get away from that. But for now, yeah. he's got that competitive mindset that won't let him do it, and right. he's going to have to figure out how to temper it. And maybe that's what the ACL injury will allow him to begin to do. Very good point. Uh, Kirk Cousins coming in, number 16. Oh, baby,
1: that's right. Oh, it it's There's Mario's Roger favorite evil twin brother. Woo!
0: And, oh, Kellen Mond is number 16. Uh, no, so I hope not Cousins yet. Comes, sorry. Sorry. Cousins, Cousins comes in at number 16. Uh, okay. Well, look, look, I can't remember where you had him last year.
1: Where'd you have him last Maybe year? Maybe a little you know? higher than that. I think it was a few spots, like few spots higher. So, yeah, there's been some guys that have jumped him. Uh, definitely guys that played a little bit better. Hey, Kirk Cousins, there's a lot to like. Hey, he gets disrespected a lot. We know that. Um, but, man, You know, when you do go back and watch him, you realize, gosh, he makes a lot of really great throws, aggressive down-the-field throws that you go, that's pretty – Pretty high degree of difficulty too. They're not dink and dunk and doing those things. He's an awesome, awesome processor of information. You know, a lot like we talked about with Joe Burrow, but except this is a guy that's been around the NFL for a long time. I mean, I think you know enough to where when you see Kirk Cousins and he comes up, he can read a defense and cock that arm back and throw the football as quick as anybody in the game, and he is aggressive as far as his mindset and looking for plays and everything like that. You know, um, but. I think the reason he's 16 and no higher than that goes back to a theme that I hate to say it. We've talked about it a few times already, and you've said it a ton. The lack of mobility, the inability to make anything happen off schedule is just less than for this day and age in the NFL at the quarterback position. It is. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a jerk. There's a lot of good things he does that way. But the reason I can't put him higher than that is because of some of these clips you're seeing right here. I mean, there's just going to be nothing can be done in some of these situations. And, hey, listen, some of them are no-win situations. But as we've talked about a lot, in this day and age, if you can't throw in the pocket off different arm angles, which he's not the best at from that, and because he kind of has a longer delivery, he's not the greatest with people around him in tight quarters and things. And then to your point, when he gets out of the pocket and does that, it's very – he can't and get out between. of the pocket. He can't. Exactly He can't. Right. It's two That's steps in
0: mud and someone pulls him down from behind. It's gotten to the point where he doesn't even try that much anymore. He just accepts the plays over and hits the deck or, yeah. or throws the ball away. But, but I remember when we did this list last year, we we, we agreed that there, there are two types of quarterbacks. And for the most part, if you want to be in the upper echelon or upper echelons, as the case may be, <laughs> you got to be able to make chicken salad on the fly. Yeah. When the play that's called falls apart, Patrick Mahomes, prime example, Russell Wilson as well, Aaron Rodgers,
1: Josh Washington. Allen, go through. Guys it. that yeah. can,
0: guys that can move and guys that can improvise and guys that can save the coach's ass when the play that was called bumps up against a defense that shuts it down. Cousins can't do that. Everything's got to be perfect for Cousins to to perform at a high level. The minute it falls apart, it's done. And and that that, that that's a pretty big flaw. And it that's is. why they well, went after Kellen Mondo. That's why they wanted Justin Fields. They want a guy just like just like Kyle Shanahan wants a guy who can run the play that's called and when it does go to hell, come up with something else.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Because it, you know, even guys like Kyle Shanahan who go, Man, my offense is awesome, it's the best in football. I need a guy like that in twenty twenty one NFL. I can't have a guy that just sits there like the Statue of Liberty in the pocket all the time. You know, that yeah, it, it, it is. The 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 bar of mobility has changed. You know the standards of it in the NFL over the last five to six years. There, there just is with all the diversity in the defenses, how athletic the defense ends and D tackles are, the linebackers, everything like that. You got to be able to do some things off the schedule. Off schedule. Now, listen, you put him on a good team with a great offense and everything. He, he, he'll take advantage of everything that's there to be had. He'll make all the right reads. Ooh, that guy's open twenty-five yards downfield. That guy's open deep downfield. That's great. But he at the same time, also if you were on that great team and had a bunch of injuries and, you know, the coach, you know, lost his way calling plays, yeah. You know, to everything you've said, he's not the kind of guy that's gonna cover your ass when it comes to that type of stuff. So in some ways, you know, I look at him always go, yeah, I think he's underappreciated. I mean, in a lot of ways. But at the same time, because of what's expected of this modern day quarterback a little bit, he is kind of the guy that People are always going to go, yeah, he's good, but I think we can do a little bit better maybe and just find somebody with a little bit of a stronger arm and better mobility. And that's what Cousins has to fight through. And he has to fight through it extra when you're always asking for guaranteed contracts and playing hardball money. Then you get that perception of like, wait, we're paying you like you're the biggest superstar ever. You need to play like that. And that's why I think it also, you know, goes into the negativity with him sometimes. Here's what it comes down to. Yeah. Do you want to make the playoffs,
0: or do you want to make it to the Super Bowl? If you want to make the playoffs, Cousins is your guy. If you want to make the Super Bowl, and this is based on three years of him with the Vikings, five years before that, was it five or was it six? It was six years. Six,
1: I think. Yeah, you're right. With
0: Washington before that. Now, he didn't become the starter until 2014, 15-ish, but I, I look, nice guy great thrower of the football. Play goes well, everything's fine, but you're going to get bounced before you get to the Super Bowl
1: unless you have that um, team like you're talking about. Like like here sit, listen to this comment and just think if you agree with me here. If Kirk Cousins was on the 49ers 2 years ago, they would have won the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs. They would have won the Super Bowl cuz he would have made that
0: throw to Emmanuel. That's Sanders. what I mean. Like it right. was
1: there, he'll do that. Right, right. Yeah. But he's not going to be if we, you know, put him on the Chiefs in that situation. He was down by ten. No, the game is over, and you're going to lose by twenty points. You know, right? So that I guess that's what we're saying there. You know, and it is. It's a fine line, and uh, that's kind of the issue with Kirk Cousins. There's some love me, and there's some love me not. But but it all has to yeah. go just right. Yes. And and hey hey hey,
0: Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith. Yeah. I don't know what their offensive line is going to be defense better we talked yesterday about how this notion of actually having home field advantage via crowd noise that will help the defense that gives the defense another kick in the pants this is the high-end analytics even number years they don't go to the playoffs odd number year they do but you know maybe they can make some noise this year we've talked in the past about how there's not a murderer's row on the nfc side of the ledger afc yes nfc other than the buccaneers yeah there isn't like a team that stands out as oh my god now the 49ers stay healthy yes if the Packers can figure this out with Aaron Rodgers yes but there's a there's an opening there there is but you know we saw the Vikings go down to Tampa last year and they tried to hang with them early but it was clear that they were operating on a different plane than the Buccaneers and that was the first of what would become eight straight wins for Tampa Bay taking care of Minnesota coming out of the bye and off they went so there's a gap there and uh they, they, they wanted Justin Fields. They got Kellen Maughan. They're trying to close that gap with the kind of quarterback that that you correctly assess teams need nowadays, a guy who can move when the walls begin to close in.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I think your point with the Vikings is a, an interesting one, you know, because you, you're right. I mean, it's all about the defense in a lot of ways to what we're talking about there, you know, and if if they can continue to run the ball like they do with Dalvin Cook, and protect a little bit better in the drop-back pass game, which has really been their biggest issue in the drop-back pass game protection the last few years, uh, there's a chance. I mean, the offense, the offense should be, you know, one of the better offenses in football with, like, everything that you just explained. Those running backs, the two-headed monster there, those two receivers, tight end, you know, pretty good run blocking offensive line. Hopefully it's better the pass blocking. But, man, Daniil Hunter, Kendricks, Barr, they're back healthy. You're, you're young secondary out there. They play better. I don't think it's crazy to think that, you know, they could be a pain in the butt in the NFC and, and certainly, you know, let themselves be known a little bit.
0: And and remember, we we get so caught up in what happened with the pandemic and the 17 games there's that extra playoff berth that's permanent, which makes it easier to get to the postseason than it's ever been, seven per conference. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, a little minicamp news roundup on this Wednesday edition of PFT Live. We'll be right back. Cam's way ahead of where he was last year at this time. There's no question about that. I mean, it's, you know, as you would expect, he, you know, has a, a good year of experience under his belt and is able to start the process uh, at the beginning um, and not be in a catch up mode like he was last year. Um, I mean, he was really just starting at this point uh, last season, but, you know, he's, he's well ahead of that just from the year of experience and from the, you know, the succession of building blocks that he's been able to. To stack up like all the players have that you know have been here since the start of uh, the OTA, it didn't make me feel any type of way because he was the right pick.
1: You know what I'm saying in my opinion, and you know he was the best player available, and that's what the NFL draft is for. Um, as far as you know, having any any chip on the shoulder, like I mean stating the obvious, I don't need too much to get myself going, let alone, you know, that happening. And it's no disrespect to to Mac. It's no disrespect to, you know, Bill and and his decision. I I support it 110% because you still have to do what's right for the organization.
0: What a difference in presentation from Cam Newton to Bill Belichick. As Belichick was talking, it struck me. He looked like a guy who has the flu and got himself together just enough to go to the doctor's office to get checked out? That that was the vibe
1: that he had. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. It does look like that. You're right. That's why he's <laughs> the all-time curmudgeon, though. I mean, that is why. I mean, who knows the Bill? No one, Bill. He might have sat. Uh, he might have slept on the couch the night before, even for mini camps. I mean, he, he's that kind of guy. I mean, it's just when it's time to work in New England, they're not looking into the mirror to see how their hair's combed. They just get after it and they grind and that's who they are and that's why they're that's why they're New England.
0: That 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 peck that picture though suggests all sorts of unpleasant. <laughs> oh, you could have a lot of fun. Definitely. God. All right. Uh, so how about a little fill in the blank mini camp style. The Cam Newton versus
1: Mac Jones competition will be what, Chris? Good for Cam Newton. I think that's the thing I'm going to look at at uh, just from that little, you know, fill in the blank I think it's the best thing for Cam Newton to have that guy that's right there, that he knows is the future, is gonna be, you know, Johnny type A quarterback and be on every detail in the world. And I think that's gonna push Cam Newton to mentally be all over things. And of course, you know, on the field, physically be all over them too. So I think this really, ultimately, even though it might not like long term be the best for Cam. I think in a lot of ways, this is going to be the best for Cam to make the most of himself for 2021. I'm going to say it's good for
0: the Patriots. This is the first time they've sure. had anything like this in years, and it sets a tone of competition throughout the organization. It's almost like the Seahawks mentality where it's competed every position except quarterback. We don't want competition there. But when you have a full-blown competition at quarterback and you see that, yes, the best are going to play, that, that may make some of these other guys step up and try a little bit harder sure. and develop, and it, and it helps lift the whole thing. I saw some tweets yesterday from beat writers who were at the mini camp practice that it, it's, it it was becoming apparent that they were accelerating Mac Jones' development by getting him more reps yesterday. So maybe they saw something on Monday in the rain that they liked because he got some more opportunities on Tuesday. And, and, and the thinking is it's just a matter of time before he's the guy. Right. The question is, does it happen at some point this year? Is it next year? When is it? But but Cam Newton
1: is the short timer and Mac Jones is the future. Yeah, definitely. There's no doubt. Uh, and and you know, uh, the fact that we're hearing so much about Mac Jones out of a place where you never really hear anything and other than the one day of interceptions when Cam hurt his hand, I mean, it's all been positive. I think, you know, speaks it speaks loudly to me. You just don't usually hear this kind of chatter out of New England. So he's obviously impressing some people. And this is an organization that does not want to play these type of quarterbacks or young players and just throw them out there to be like, here's a first round pick. We got to throw them out there. No, they make you earn it. They're not going to throw you out there until they know you're not going to mess it up for the rest of the football team. And, uh, you know That that also speaks to Mac Jones, and, and that's why it'll be hard for him to get out there too, I think, just because of that trust factor. But that's why he was drafted at 15, and that's why I would have drafted him at number three, because he's NFL ready, and he's going to be ready to go when the time comes. It just isn't going to be better than Cam Newton. I, I'm going to say no. One of the developments from yesterday, and look, we react to the news that
0: is in front of us. We're months away from games that count, so when there are practices and things occur, we pay attention to a tongue throwing throwing three interceptions in torrential rains caught our attention. So, Dolphins fans should feel what about their team with Tua as the starting quarterback, Chris?
1: I I think a little – I'm going to say nervous is the word I'm going to use, and I don't mean that as in, like, you know, just nervous as far as what you're going to get out of the quarterback, you know, position. We don't know. You know, again, last year it was basic, and I know it wasn't the greatest talent around him and all those type of things, but – you know they really had to micromanage him big time. You know it was that was that was their focal point when he came in. It's just you know let's not make him look bad. Let's make it as easy as possible. Let's not as put as much on his plate. Oh wait, we're down. That's too much on his plate. Bring Ryan Fitzpatrick in. How can you not feel nervous? You know now I get a lot of hate from down there because you know I don't rank him as the five best quarterbacks in football already. But you know yeah, there's question marks here. And to add to it, why I would be nervous, I'd go. We're, it's a damn good team it's it's a good team they're here it's time they're a playoff team and he's the question mark so that's why i say nervous
0: well and you know we've talked a couple of times about his admission from last month that yeah he didn't know the offense as well as he should right. have and our first reaction was mm-hmm. it's refreshing that he was candid and then and then we had the delayed reaction of wait a minute, if this was anybody else, he would have gotten killed for it. And now I'm kind of at the point where, okay, let's spin this forward. Why? Why did you not know it last year? Because I need to be concerned if you're going to know it this year. Are you going to know the game plan? Are you going to be comfortable with the audibles, the checks, all the things you need to know? Until we understand why he wasn't where he needed to be last year, from the standpoint of understanding
1: the offense we can't have confidence he's going to understand it and know it this year can we no i mean you're that's that's something yeah i think that's why you know but you can add that to why we i said nervous you're right we don't know it was it was it you know lack of understanding and being able to apply it on the football field or was it lack of like just quite understanding what it takes to be all in as the nfl starting quarterback you know so yeah it could be either one or something else but that that is, I think, part of the process of what we're going to be evaluating with Tua here is like, yeah, the play on the field, but the look of the offense—is it and is it opened up? Has it opened up? And because if it is opened up, then I think well, you and I'll go. Well, it seems like they trust him a lot more. They're putting the ball like there's that moment when you know, right? Like like with quarterbacks, I can still remember, and we talked about this last year too, where. Hey, Josh Allen went to the playoffs in year two, and it was pretty good, and 20 touchdowns, and six interceptions, and those type of things, but you knew they were still kind of, even in that year, they were micromanaging him. They weren't going to let him be crazy. You know, they, they tried to play football a certain way. You remember last year, I think it was week two, they went down, or maybe week three, the Miami Dolphins game, and... It kind of started going back and forth, and you went, ooh, what's Buffalo going to do? They might be careful with Josh Allen here. They only have a four-point lead. They're not going to just let him sling it around, and they just let him keep throwing it and throwing bombs, and that's when I was like, whoa, Buffalo's at a different point with Josh Allen. It's official. It's not about managing him anymore. They basically said, no, forget managing it. You manage us. Here's the ball. Win the game for us, and those are the kind of clues I'll be looking for, for for Tua. On that same
0: point from yesterday's news, the three interceptions in the torrential rains, throwing interceptions at practice in the rain when the
1: coaches tell you to be aggressive, that was to his explanation, is what? A dicey situation. You know, it's a fine line of aggressive and stupidity of trying to make a throw when it's a torrential downpour. So, yeah, you'd like to be aggressive, but not aggressive to the point where, man, the ball's slippery as hell. It's raining hard as hell. It's windy. I think I could fit you know, this 30-yard throw in the hole between the safety and the corner in there. That's aggressively stupid. You're not going to get that done. But what they're saying, too, is also like, hey, if there's a 10-yard curl open and he's wide open, throw the freaking ball. Yeah, it's wet or whatever else, but don't just look for the check down and be like, oh, it's wet. Let me look for the running back. You know, that, that that's what we're looking for there.
0: As Tua said, now's the time to make mistakes, and yeah. I keep thinking back to 2015, the breathless reporting of Marcus Mariota, hasn't thrown an interception, hasn't thrown an interception, hasn't thrown an interception. Aaron Rodgers at that same training camp said, I want to throw interceptions because this is how we shape the zone, the target. I know who I can trust. I know what the window is. I learn it through training camp. Now is the time to make the mistakes and see what the limits of your abilities are so you you can find the sweet spot when it's time to make those throws in the games that count. Let's take a break. 2021 potential candidates to make the leap non-quarterbacks guys who we think are going to take the next step this season we'll draft them next here on pft live
2: around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day the threat of the unexpected the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait but Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
0: Here we go. Hello, how are you? Hello, hmm. hi. <laughs> it's weird like this. I was waiting. Our... Usually, there's a, usually there's a count out of that, so I just kept talking <laughs> until they wiped the screen clean. Here we are. <laughs> Leap candidates for 2021. Non quarterbacks, right? Are, are we? Are we? We're definitely non quarterbacks because I, I prepared this. Is did okay. I see that non QB? Okay. okay, I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't misinformed. Chris, I'll let you have the first pick.
1: Okay. Um I'm going to go – I'm going to go – I'm going to take a shot in the dark with one here. I'm going to almost take it just because I feel like he's got to make the leap to a degree. I'm going to go with McCole Hardman. I think this is the year. You know, I mean, for the sake of this right here, I mean, he's the guy that we've kind of been waiting to come along. We saw it last year, some moments where you go, ooh, ah, I like it. Now there's no Sammy Watkins there. He's gone. You know, they did draft him in the second round. He's got to have more of a presence on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I'm going to go with McCole Hardman. That offense, uh, I think this is the year he breaks out a little bit. So,
0: because he should, you think he will? Yeah,
1: I, I mean, yeah, that's I'm, I kind of took some – some. I, I have some guys on my list that are that, of that. I go, yeah, I'm making a projection. I'm like calling my shot. Yeah, maybe not like the most obvious one in the world. I'm just – I feel like he should. I feel like he's got the talent. He's in an offense that fits him uh it's year three it just seems like the stars are aligned for this is the year you do it this is the year if you want to you know make a career in the NFL and, and be a receiver for a long time you can establish yourself as that
0: well it's either going to be him or Byron Pringle it's yeah. going to be one of them that's what yes. Tyree right right and maybe it's going to be Pringle I, I I wouldn't have gone with Hardman because even though I think he should I'm not completely not sure, sure that he he will. Yeah. I gave you the first pick, man. It was right on the plate. I can't believe you did it. I can't believe you did it. And you could argue he's already declared himself, but the stats at the end of the day weren't what they could have been or what they could be this year, especially if his team establishes the run. Ah oh, man and they can you maybe ever, do I a little play action. It. Damn it. Ha-ha. Yeah, I deserve well, then why did it. I you deserve go, it. I why don't know did why. you go deep dive with the first know. pick? Chase Claypool. Stupid. Stupid. How do you not take Chase Claypool right out of the gates and you know, they didn't play him as much as they could have, his snaps. I remember at one point I went through the game books and I looked at his playing time and I'm like, why is this guy only on the field thirty percent of the time? He should be out there all the freaking time. I think he'll be out there more this year. I think they'll have the ball arcing through the air to him more often. They understand what he can do. I think he makes
1: a leap this year. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree I you know, I don't know why I did that. I just outthink myself sometimes. He's the first name I have written down. I mean, it's just stupid. It really is.
0: All right, you didn't have to worry about me taking McCole Hardman. I'll I know.
1: I exactly right. That was really stupid. Uh, I don't even know what else <laughs> to say there. Okay, now the next one I'm going to go with. Mm. I, I'm I'm going to go with one that's a little more along those lines. Okay, but like breakout year. Even though you know, I think he's kind of broken out. But this is a guy that I I just it seems like I have to draft him in a draft. I'm going Terry McLaurin. I think this is the year he breaks out and everybody goes, holy crap, this guy's a superstar. Has, is, I didn't know he was this good. Yeah, I think this is the year because they got, you know, everything you need on the offense and a quarterback finally that I think can take advantage of everything he can offer uh, at that position. Fitzpatrick's not going to be shy about chucking the ball down the field. And McLaurin, to me, has some of that Tyreek Hill-ish type of ability that way. There's three rockets up his ass. He gets in the open. It's see you later. And he can run by you, whether it's slants and catch after the run or just straight bombs. Uh, That's where I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin.
0: Yeah, I, it doesn't feel like a breakout because I know you've been all over him. But the numbers maybe haven't been at the level where they will be. And, and, it, and it will reflect or should reflect the jump. And that's kind of where I am. This isn't a surprise for us because we've seen it coming. And it happened late in the year. And we've heard the praise from his head coach and others on his team. And when you consider now the upgraded quarterback in L.A., Cam Akers, Ooh. is going to go from being kind of like fringe guy hey yeah okay yeah he had a good game thursday night against the patriots okay fine no he's going to become the guy they're 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 ditching the let's emulate the 49ers with three running backs and let's get back to having one guy who's the guy, and yeah. it's going to be Cam Akers this year in
1: L.A. I, I, I could see that. Uh, that's a good pick by you. I didn't have that uh, written down, but that's that's a solid one because I think that could be a, a big-time breakout you know year for him. You're right. It seems like they want to kind of make him the guy. That offense should be a lot more open with Stafford and his ability to chuck the ball that way. So, all right, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Man, I got a lot of good ones here. I'm not sure where to go. Well, oh, you've been holding him back. Well, I know. Yeah, I, I know. What was I thinking? That was so stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm. I. I. I don't know. Does this consider breakout? Uh, I, I, that's where I'm a little like. I want to say Bradley Chubb. That's who I want to take in Denver. Like, does that that consider like? Yeah, right. I mean, he had he a. He almost good, set the rookie record for sacks. I. Th- that's where I was a little. But like, he's coming off an injury. Right. Nobody's not a household name. Nobody knows that like that. You just said right there. Nobody knows it. So that's why I'm saying breakout. Is that still okay for this draft? That's fine. Okay, good. I I think you made the point for me because nobody knows that's that. And, you know, he has been injured. Von Miller going to be back. All those type of things. I just think, yeah, he's two years removed right from his own knee injury. I think this is the year where everybody just goes, holy crap, this definitely is one of the best pass rushers in football. And he sets himself up for a long-term contract with the Denver Broncos or whoever else. And and there we go. So I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb. 12 as a rookie, one in his second
0: season before he tore the ACL seven and a half last year with some injury limitations. All right. I, I, uh I successfully held my, my Trump card until the end. I thought maybe you'd take him. This is something that we danced around a week and a half ago When the Titans added Julio Jones, Mm. because when you look at the Titans targets, where'd everybody go? It was just AJ Brown. Everyone else is gone. John Smith is gone. Hello, Anthony Ferkser, because with everyone focused on AJ Brown and Julio Jones, Ferks is going to be running around waving his arms saying, here I am, Ryan. I'm wide ass open. Throw me the ball. So put me down for Anthony Furkser. Okay, Titans tight end.
1: Yeah, I, I it's a good pick. It really he's a good player. He really is. I mean, he can he can do it all. And I mean, he, he he's more dangerous than in the pass game than I think people realize. I mean, he can catch the ball and take off and get yards after the catch. I think that's you know part of what they had a balance there with paying Jonu Smith and realizing what they got at the position. Yeah, he's not as talented, but he's still pretty damn good. And you're right, kind of a, a forgotten man there as far as that's concerned. Um, ooh, I, I, all right. All right. Oh, is it me? Am I up? Oh, that's it, right? Go that's, ahead. You're up. It's round four. If you want to go, go ahead. You said you got a bunch of good ones. I was, Let's hear one. I, I'm, I'm I'm stuck with, like, two here, okay? And we might as well just talk it out a little bit. Like, there's two guys that I – T.J. Hawkinson of Detroit, right? I could see him. First off, he came came on. He's really talented. And the other one I think about is Isaiah Simmons, With, with the Arizona Cardinals. Right. I think they finally, they found his position. They got it locked down. He started to pop a lot on film as the end of the year, at the end of the year, went on last year there to where I started to go, wait, this kid's got it. I think he's getting comfortable at middle linebacker. Um, so I'm just throwing those two out. Not that uh, you don't have to, you know, put them on a graphic or whatever. But Hawkinson. So and which Simmons. one? So are you taking one? Are you taking one? Are you, I'm going to go Hawkinson. I'm going to go Hawkinson. Right. I, uh, yeah, Hawkinson's the one I'll go with. I just think he has got top five tight end type talent, and uh, with this offense, Anthony Lynn, everything, Dan Campbell being a tight end head coach, this is the year he goes off. One
0: guy that I was tempted to take was Jamal Williams, the Lions running back who came from the Packers. Yeah. I'm still not sure what the distribution is going to be between him and DeAndre Swift, right. but I'm intrigued by what he can do. And I think from a personality standpoint, we're going to get to know him. We're going to like it. But I'll, my official fourth round pick will be Denzel Mims. The oh, Denver's good one. Receiver, the second yeah. rounder last year who only played in nine games last season, missed seven due to injury. And uh, hey... You got Zach
1: Wilson. He's got to throw it to somebody. Exactly. He's got to throw it to somebody. And all I've heard, and I know my dad, he even on my podcast, I mean, I just hear it's a laser beam show in New York with the Jets. That's all I've heard. Laser beams, freaking laser beams, sharks with laser (laughs) beams on their head all over the field. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's take a break. We'll wrap up this Wednesday edition of PFT Live right after this.
1: Peyton, what's up, man? Coach, what's going on? Congratulations. Awesome win in the Supers. Really proud of you guys. This is exciting stuff. Thanks a ton. We're, we're, we're anxious to get up to... Uh... Omaha! Yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys are playing hard. It's been fun to watch.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, the guys are doing what they need to do and uh, the fans in the, in the stands have been rowdy and we're
1: hoping they pack up their bags and uh, meet us up in... Uh... Omaha! Yeah, yeah, that that's that's the place. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about Omaha. Uh.
0: Here's how we know Peyton Manning is so good at that kind of stuff. Even when the copy is kind of corny and cheesy, he still sells it. He made it work. And he still makes it good. He still makes it work. Even when it's obvious and it's like 2013 it
1: still works. I, 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 you know, I, you tell me. I, I crown Peyton Manning as the greatest sports commercial personality I've seen, I think. Now, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe back to, like, those old, like, Bud, Budweiser days or Bud Light days of, like, you know, some of those funny commercials when John Madden and, the, you know, the baseball, Bob Euchre was on there. But, damn, as far as superstar quarterbacks, Peyton's the man.
0: There's a show that's coming out soon with Peyton and Cuppa, College Bowl on NBC Trivia Bowl, College Bowl, a a reboot of an old show. Peyton can do anything. Peyton will be good at whatever he does, whenever yeah. he chooses to do whatever. and maybe he's just doing it. Maybe he's got us just all. Do for everything. It. He does a little right. of this, a little yeah. of that, and right. keep making bank. That's it for today's PFT Live. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Have a great
1: Wednesday. See ya.
2: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, that's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash.